Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani with you on this President's Day Monday in for Joe and Hugh today. Um, as this is kind of the, the uh, this is the last holiday for a while, right? Up until St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day, and that's on yeah. a Sunday. Because I can imagine that Aaron Express on Saturday. Oh my God! Oh man, <laughs> those were the, those were the days. I mean, I'm too old for the Aaron Express now. Oh. But man, the Aaron Express in your 20s, it's like it. I mean, it's it's ugly. It's a bunch of just you oh. know drunk kids. Oh my God! It was pretty fun. Oh yeah, yeah. No, it's fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's definitely entertaining. <laughs> and to I didn't you know get a high rise that everyone just watch what's going on. Oh my God! Yeah, and a lot of like it's so big now. A lot of people don't. You can't even like get on the buses. You just you just yeah. walk yourself to the bars. Yeah. Well, there's like enough. That. I mean, Philly's got great bars. Let's yeah. face. It. I mean, it's just great. And they're yeah. walking distance to each other. It's pretty good. Miguel and Mill. Yellens, I mean, they've got they've got the best, great Irish. Bars. It's just the best. All over, it's really good. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, man, that'll be a big day for you. That's what that's like one of my favorite holidays. I think it's the day. Flyers Carnival. It is. Oh no, that's that could be really bad. <laughs> if the players could be really all, good, the players all show up and they're celebrating St. Patty's Day. <laughs> I remember I did one of those carnivals. You have to, we used to do it on TV. And they changed it at one point from they played in the afternoon or the night before, whatever it was. I had to interview Jake Vorchek, who remains one of my, just my one of my favorite people ever, right? <laughs> so, I, I I get Jake at the at the carnival, and they had switched the time so that they actually had, had could couldn't go out the night before or something. So I said, Jake, you know, you've been to a couple of carnivals. What do you think about this one? A little bit different. He goes, That's really good. It's the first time I've ever been sober at one of these. <laughs> That's great. Like, oh, God. You bring, you bring up Jake, Jake Borchak, and I just think, poor uh, Mike Sealski, man. I know. <laughs> I know. But, <laughs> but they just added to the legend. Yeah, that was funny. Oh. <laughs> it was great. 215-592-9494 if you want to get in. Uh, talking about a few things with the Phillies today. Um, Reese Hoskins and, and Rob Thompson saying on with Howard on Saturday morning that he thinks the Phillies are better te- would be a better team with Reese Hoskins. I disagree. I, I think the way that they went about it, moving Bryce Harper to first base, adding a guy like Whitmerry field, it gives you better defense across the board. You're better in left now. Um, you can play whatever combination of Rojas, Marsh, Pache, Merrifield out in those two outfield spots. Bryce Harper has already shown that he could probably be a gold glove first baseman. So I just think they're better built this way, and I think it mm-hmm. makes them a, a just a more complete team, if that makes sense, Al. Even than having a guy like Hoskins, who's obviously a much better uh, 
Yeah, look at the salary. Back. Well, look at the salary. Yeah. And the salary is a big part. <laughs> There's no salary cap. Yeah. Well, whatever. They were going to get $300 million to Yamamoto. Come on. <laughs> yeah. The, no, 34 for Reese is too much. Uh, so your thoughts on that? And also, who should be the leadoff hitter? We'll obviously discuss this a lot leading up to the season. This is a Kyle Schwarber show. We're both on Kyle Schwarber being the leadoff yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, and then if you want presidential trivia questions, uh, we'll get in those for you as well. And also, we'll, the, our side topic today. Wanted to get this. What is a venue that you would want to see a, a team play at. We had, you know, Sixers Roman Catholic Gym, Sixers Rucker Park, something like that, Eagles Roman Coliseum. Um, so if we could think of something a little different, that would be cool uh, to, to do as well. Let's go back to the phones and go to Chris in Flower Town. What's up, Chris? Hey, hold on, fellas. I had to put the collar on the dog. Hold on. <laughs> uh, hey, Al, you're hitting a soft spot with the pond hockey and the outdoor hockey with me. I, I was the king of pond hockey in Madison, Wisconsin for 25 years. Well, Madison still I gets some ice, yeah. But, I mean, unfortunately, I, I, I have to laugh when they ask these kids about, you know, growing up playing. Most A lot of these players now have never played outdoors. You got it's that. not cold enough. <laughs> No, you got that. I feel bad for the kids around here. They yeah. don't know what they're missing. I would, I would have loved to go it out. It takes the fun. Yeah. I would have loved to go out and play pond hockey as a kid. Yeah. yeah. yeah we, like, I, I liked playing roller hockey, but I would have loved going out and playing. Yeah, well, hockey. there's no more ice. Yeah. Yeah. You can find you at the bottom Al. of the pond. <laughs> yeah. 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 There you go. Al, you, you see the kids could be out by themselves. Here, the kids grow up with their parents, everything. Practice everywhere. Yeah, yeah, it's everywhere. everywhere. It's, it's, uh, they that's can't why... go out and be free with their friends on the pond. Yeah, it's why there's no creativity. It's why soccer still has creative people because they yeah, play in the streets why. and they just learn instinctually. Let me give you. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just want to give you my one idea the Flyers should do. Okay. Here it is. You see the soccer stadium? You're hitting all the right spots. That's where the Flyers should play at least two outdoor games a year. Because everybody could afford, you could afford to take your kids there. Plus, you could have a little winter carnival there. That's the perfect stadium for an outdoor game. Oh, where the uh, you union just think play? Think about it. Where the union play? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know. It's they making enough money though. That's the problem. Yeah, but that's <laughs> not the point. You could have a winter carnival. See, it's not. I know they want to make money, but a lot of kids can't go to seat games. But if you have one out there, at least the parents could take it. Take yeah. the kids to the game. You know what I mean. I That's guess. I, I guess if you want the, I would combine the Flyers Carnival with that. Yeah, I, I would. Yeah. That would be cool. I mean, if, even if it's just an. That actually isn't a bad idea. That's a great if, if idea. You, the Flyers would be the. Yeah, yeah. The, NBC's got the money to put a rink out there for a week. No, I don't, I don't think they would do it games. as a league game, but I think they might be able to do an exhibition thing there with and have okay. a carnival at the same time. Play the high school yeah. team. There you go, Chris. Yeah, That's that a good too. idea, man. Yeah, I'm telling you, it's a great idea. That's yeah. why I lived in Wisconsin grew up in South Philly. <laughs> there you go, Chris. Do you, do you want a trivia question? No, nah, I'm uh, fine. Thank right. you. Thank you, Al. Yeah, See no later, worries. Buddy. Yeah, maybe they could uh, put a big outdoor rink. They're going to redo that park, that the Roosevelt Park down there. Yeah, FDR Park. They're going to redo the whole thing and have all kinds of... Uh, they're gonna have a music venue, everything. Hasn't that been being planned for a really long time? It has, but I think they're. I think it's actually gonna happen now. Like I've lived here long enough that stuff that I was hearing about in the '80s is finally happening. Building a park over 95, which right. makes sense. You've got this beautiful waterfront which never gets used, and it's like they're finally doing it. Turn Spring Garden Street into a walkway or a bikeway all the way to the river. I think it's gonna happen. And if they ever did put that thing there with Roosevelt, with that the lakes down there mm-hmm. you build it toward the Wells Fargo Center with parking 
uh, venues, bar. I mean, that would be spectacular. That would be awesome. Oh, my I mean, God. that's something that uh-huh. it does feel like. Oh, my God. You could have done a long time. Oh, yeah. That, that's the, that's the, you know, that's the dream. And then the Sixers, who would want to leave then? Everything would be it would be great. Well, the Sixers would probably still want to leave, but if they you, really want that stadium down in Center City, put one down the, put one across the road right there. Yeah, <laughs> I think it would be cool. Yeah, I, I'm all for it. Yeah, that would be nice to have a nice little like city within a city down there. Yeah, at, at the sports. Yeah, the naval yards down there. It'd be cool. Yeah, that would be awesome. Uh, let's go to Robert in Germantown. What's up, Robert? Hey, great show, guys. So, uh, for the first time in a long, long time, Al, I actually watched a Flyers game. <laughs> and uh, I must say, they play pretty, pretty decent game outdoors. And, yeah, the goalie uh, had a rough one, but yeah. Yeah. You know, but the problem I see, it was mentioned earlier by, by Rabbi Saul and those guys, uh, Dr. Saul. Um, you know, at best, I looked at some of the projections. We'll be mediocre. We won't get such a high draft pick, it looks like. We'll be middle of the road. I don't know. That helps us to be stuck in the middle. How how do you think we we get to the upper echelons? Well, do I mean, we have but you already to? have your you have your card. You already have your Russian Mitchkov. If he comes over, it's a huge difference maker. He's the skill guy that you don't have right now. I mean, Konechny's really good, but this guy. I mean, if he is what we all think, my God, you you've got your you've got your guy to watch. You got your guy to pay to watch. That that's that's what you're hoping. That that's what I'm hoping anyway. Happens. So I mean, that's that's why. I mean, it'd be nice to get a a, a shot at one of these kids coming up this year. Uh, Celebrini, the that's the guy that everybody wants. But mm. but you I mean, actually, it's going to work in your favor because oh. he's going to be at a low contract. When guys like Bedard are starting to get paid ten million dollars, so maybe it'll work out. I'm, I'm, I'm just happy that they're in a playoff hunt this year. Yeah, it looks like. I mean, I like this kid Tippett's game. He, he, he played pretty good. Yeah. So I mean, I, I just like the, like I actually thought the Ranger game was much better. That had all. I mean, pull the goalie, Laviola. I mean, it was like that. You could just feel it through the TV. It was really good. It was really yeah. good TV. It was. It was. I watched that game too. I must admit, it took me back to my childhood in Winnipeg, where, you know, we and the Russians back then, uh, we always played outdoors. Little kids on up. I mean, you know. Oh, you live in Winnipeg. You're living on the North Pole. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, we played 40 below zero Fahrenheit. I was a goalie. The reason I switched to basketball. Tell that story real fast. Bobby Hall came in with the curved stick, remember? And kids would go and curve their sticks, phenomenal curves. And the difference was two things. One, the puck would come at you a lot faster than ever before. You can adjust to that. So what? You get a fastball pitcher. The worst thing was, depending on the release point, the thing was a fast knuckleball. You had no idea where it would yeah, end up. And it, then they, it, they would limit the curve, yeah? Yeah, yeah well, then they limited. Well, they're so never going to play outdoors time. like on the North Pole. Well, maybe they would. North Pole game would be cool. Oh, a North Pole game. That was, <laughs> didn't, they, <laughs> didn't, they, didn't they play in Alaska a couple of years ago? Yeah, they well, they've had, there was a movie, uh, Alaska. But, um, something. Yeah. Al- that was a good movie. Mystery yeah, Alaska. Mystery Alaska. Which, Mystery, that was a good one, yeah. Yeah, actually, that yeah. should have been... If they had taken the swearing out of that movie... It would have been a great kids movie. They really yeah. screwed up by letting them swear. By making it like a rated R movie? Yeah. yeah. It would have yeah. been a great G movie. It was, you're right. You're absolutely <laughs> right. That was a great G a, movie. That's a, that's a big <laughs> missed opportunity there. Did you want to question, Robert? Sure. Hit me with a... I, right. I got the other ones right, but let's see which one you asked me. All right. Let's, uh, <laughs> let, let's go with this one. Which president officially gave the White House its name? Hmm. Uh, James Madison. Uh, no. Theodore Roosevelt. What was the name before? 
Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. What, did he well, paint you know, it? Did he paint it? It said he officially gave it the name. Yeah, you know, you know why it's called the White House, don't you guys? Why is that? War of 1812, Dolly Madison, James Madison had to evacuate, leaving the dinner table filled because the British came in, burnt the White House down, most of it, and they repainted it white. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. There you go. Hey, why was it? So I always thought it was Madison called at the White House after that or Andrew Jackson, but you could be right. But the, the history was War of 1812. The British sailed up the Potomac and sacked Washington because in response to our doing the same thing to what was Toronto, York, Ontario back then was destroyed by the American forces. The Americans thought that we would welcome them with open arms in 1812. They thought, oh, yeah, you guys want to be liberated from the British, too. No, that didn't happen that way. Are you a history teacher, Robert? I was. Briefly, that yes. that oh, explains yeah. a lot. Thanks. I don't know anything about that. Yeah. White House. Robert, I got a question wrong, though. Yeah, Robert just uh fraud teacher. I think I think most people that aren't American would know more American history than we know. You know what I mean? Like if you like You take it you we'd have to take a test. Like my mom had to take a test when she came in. Mm-hmm. So I think they know more than we do. Didn't Jonesy take that test a couple years ago? I think, I think he, he did. did. I remember I think talking he's an about American citizen. One. Yeah, I think he is now. Yeah, I'm not sure. A bunch of them. I think he did. Yeah, yeah. I'm that, pretty sure I remember him talking about that. It's not easy, I guess. Yeah. But I mean, I would well, know. I, I would know any of those the White House questions. Yeah. Any but, of that stuff. By the way, I found out what the uh, the name was originally called for the White House. What, what was it? Was the uh, the President's Palace? Oh, oh I kind of like the President's Palace. Pre- President's more. Palace, the President's House, and the Executive Mansion were also names for it. I like the President's Palace. We should go back no, to that. We don't have kings. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm more of a, I'm a President's Palace guy, but I also like the Executive Mansion. The Executive like Mansion? Kind of a dope name. Okay. Yeah, it sounds a little too corporate. Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, 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 I would always like to live in a palace. No. You don't? You wouldn't? No. Okay. No, I'm more, more rather have a small place. <laughs> yeah. I don't have to take Log care. cabin in the woods. Yeah, really. I don't want any stuff like that. <laughs> 215-592-9494 if you want to get We'll get back to the phones in a second here. Um, but I did need to touch on something else that came up during Rob Thompson's chat with Howard on Saturday morning, uh, Al. And this bothered me so much when I heard it. Uh, Because obviously, you look back at that NLCS series, one of the big decisions and one of the big issues was the decision of Rob Thompson, Game 3, to go to Craig Kimbrell, and then in Game 4 to go back to Craig Kimbrell. Now, here was Rob Thompson's response when asked by Howard whether, in retrospect, he thinks that was a mistake. Uh, I know the the Kimbrell situation, uh, using him in, what was it, Game 5 or... Game four, I guess. Mm-hmm. Games three and four. 
Um, that's been a big issue. But if you look at, at Kimbrell's numbers in September, he, I think he threw 12 innings and tw- had 12 appearances, gave up two runs. The first four outings in the playoffs didn't give up a run. And then games three and four, you know, it got away from us. But um, but I'd, I'd, that one I'd do again. I really would. Because, I, you know, you don't – one game doesn't necessarily mean it's a trend. Um, and I, had a lot, I still had a lot of confidence in him. And, and Craig did a really good job for us last year. So that was one decision that um, I'd, I'd probably do the same thing. I mean, that just drives me out of my mind. Like, I, I don't want you to crush the guy. I'm not saying you got to kill Kimbrell for, for not getting the job done. But that sounds like a guy who's a slave to numbers. We all saw that coming. Like, we could see the way he was pitching the last couple months. I don't care what the numbers say. Like, we saw him falling apart and wriggling out of trouble, you know, and, and getting in bad situations time after time. Game three, he basically fell apart at the end of that game. And that, that worries me, Al. Like, when we look forward here, and Rob Thompson who I think he lost that series for the Phillies with that move. Like, you, the series doesn't even come back to Philadelphia for Game 6 and Game 7 if you manage Game 4 correctly. Uh, how can he look at that and think, I would have done the same thing again? And I feel like his stubbornness is a real issue. And if we get back to the playoffs, it doesn't make me feel good that he's going to be adjustable. I think he's way too way too stuck in his ways at times and maybe loyal to a fault with certain players. That was obviously a mistake. Let's put it this way. If he really thought that way, he'd still be here. I mean, <laughs> I guess so, but it's like, I just don't understand I mean, I don't how you think can it, even I mean, say I don't. I look at it past just that game. If, if you followed his career, you knew disaster was coming. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's just, look, I, I, I mean, he's, he's probably, is he going to be a Hall of Famer? I mean, his numbers? And I'm like, I'm sorry, you can go in the—I guess you can go in the Hall of Fame, but I wouldn't put you in the Hall of Fame if it was the ninth inning of a Hall of Fame. Right, right. <laughs> and it's like, you all, I don't care what the numbers say. Like, we all watched him pitch after the All-Star break. And it was clear that after the All-Star break, he was just not the same guy anymore. Like, he was blowing games in August. Okay, maybe in September you look at it and you say he was able to work his way out of trouble. But, I mean, it was just tempting fate time and time again to continue to go back to him. And after game three, like after game three was when I personally was like, you cannot go to this guy anymore. You got to do something different. You got to manage the game differently. And I hate the argument of like, oh, well, he didn't have any other options. Sure he did. I mean, you could have left Sanchez in longer that game. So you didn't put yourself in that situation. You didn't need to use Jeff Hoffman in the third and fourth inning of a game where you knew you were going to need a right-hander later on. And it just drives me nuts that, that all these months later, you know, he's still defending that decision. It was obviously a mistake. Just take responsibility for the fact that you made a bad decision that cost your team the series. Yeah, but he doesn't want to bury the guy, I guess. And he made the decision. And and I guess that's what they do. I mean, it's like it, it, it's been happening since Mitch Williams. I mean, this is what happened. I mean, th- that's the one area where no matter how many analytics you have, that's where you're, you're on that hot seat all the time. And, and you've got fans that just know before you do right that this is a this is just not going and you know I, I guarantee you they'll never say it there's guys in in the field or in the dugout that are putting their glove over their eyes and going oh it, <laughs> it was terrible and, and i guess this is where we disagree because 
I do think he means it. Like when he says, you know, I would have done it again, I do think he thinks that was the right decision and the right call. And that just worries me moving forward because if he actually believes that, what's to prevent this again from you getting into a playoff situation and you need to adjust because well, he didn't change anything with the lineup. Yeah, well, what's going to prevent it again is he's not here. Yeah, but but that's it, why he's not. <laughs> but it's beyond just that one decision, though. Like another thing we were talking about in that series, move Bohm down in the order. You know, switch up the lineup a little bit. He refuses to do that. He doesn't pinch hit for Rojas in Game Seven. I just think there's a lack of adaptability where. He's a good regular season manager, and I think that steady hand works in the regular season, but you need to change the way you you approach things in the playoffs, and I don't know if he's willing or able to do that. No, most of them aren't. They're, I mean, really, when you look at it, you look at the Braves, what they've done, the Dodgers, most managers, I mean, they're just not wired that way. Now, this is where it gets interesting because people, I mean, it seems to be the consensus now that the game is managed from upstairs. I don't think that's true in certain situations like that. I mean, you can still pull the trigger, I guess, if you're going against whatever. But I, I, I think they're under pressure. They're under. They're, they, they are under some pressure to, to answer like, why didn't you do what the book says here? More than I mean, I, I even if you thought I'm not going to do this, I think there is something in the back of your mind. Say, well, it doesn't say to do that here. Yeah, I think Rob Thompson though does have like pretty much full authority. Like, I don't think uh, it's a situation where you know they're questioning every move he makes. Maybe I, I'm wrong about I that. I don't know. I think it's more and more. I mean, I I think that it's it's funny. I don't think it's really there at that moment, but I think you go in with a game plan that's been given to you. Mm-hmm. I guess you could change it on the fly, as they say, but I think you're going in with the game plan. Yeah, and it just, that was the thing that bothered me the most about that game, too, is, like, that was how he planned it out. Like, he planned it out for Kimbrell to be the guy coming in late because when he takes Sanchez out of that game, it was, what, a, a 2 nothing game at that point? And yeah, he had the bad moment. He forgot the outs. That was a stupid play uh, that, that cost them. But that was the plan is we're always going to take him out in the third inning and we're going to put in Hoffman. And there were certain situations where it worked. Like game one of the Atlanta series where we were all questioning it as well, it worked in that spot. But I think there needs to be – you can go in with a plan, but there needs to be an adjustability and adaptability where if a game's going a certain way, you'll let it play out differently. And again, like I just thought the plan was flawed. Like game three – Kimbrell fell apart physically and mentally in that inning. You saw him in the ninth inning. He couldn't throw strikes. He was hitting batters. He was walking guys. He, he fell apart when they won World Series with him. Right. <laughs> it, it just drives me nuts, and it made me very upset to hear him say that. Whether he meant it or not, it, it bothered me. No, you're not going to get him to – I mean, you'll get him a little bit to question, but not, not – on like, same thing with Hoskins, Kimbrell. It's like, eh, he's just not going to do it. Right. But I think – I don't think – Still much, mad about people, it, Al. People were upset that Hoskins had gone. I don't think you're going to get a call that's upset Kimbrell is, is, is gone. No, I, I don't <laughs> think we're going to get a call upset Kimbrell is gone. No. But I, I, I have seen lately, and just people I've talked to, the further we're removed from it, people have kind of defended the move to Kimbrell, at least some of the people I've, I've discussed it with. And I just don't understand how you can defend it. It was one of the biggest blunders I've ever seen from a manager. Well, but you see it every year in postseason. The Tampa doesn't take the picture. I mean, my God. Yeah. <laughs> Blake Snell. Oh, my God. Yep. <laughs> No, it was, it was awful. So if you want to get on that, 215-592-9494. And whether you worry about Barack Thompson uh, 
if if the Phillies are to get back to the postseason, we all expect them to get there. But I, I think last year his his lack of of adjustability and changing once you get to the playoffs is a problem. The game is managed a different way. You got to manage it a different way. And to stick with Kimbrel in that spot, it just it, it bothers me so much because the Phillies should have won that series. And I, I think that move cost them a World Series. Two one five five nine two nine four nine four. If you want to get in, back to the phones and everything. When we get back, also need to discuss a little bit the travesty that took place last night. We'll get to that coming up. Tom Kelly, Al Morgani, with you on the midday show, Sports Radio ninety four WIP. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest five G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.